Hey, 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 welcome to the Godfather, Godfather Minute. Minute. My name is Alex Robinson. And my name's Andy Robinson. And together, cumulatively, we make up the Godfather, Godfather Minute, Minute Brothers. Brothers. And we're here to talk about Minute 128 of the classic film, The Godfather. That's it, Alex. A minuto. A minuto. Numero. Numero. Cento. Oh, no. Anytime you're breaking it down that little. Cento. <laughs> Bentotto. Bentotto. That's it. Cento. Cento pentotu. You got it. All right. You're getting better. Sicily bound. Yeah. Now when you go to Palermo, you can you can well successfully be able to order 128 uh minutes. Minutes. <laughs> I was gonna say something like beers. I was oh, just thinking yeah. of something very yeah. Sicilian. Like Ven- buy, vendettas. I can buy a house for 128 uh Oh that's right. Italian the, the cheap dollars. Houses, yeah. <laughs> they use the euro, I think. Do they? Yeah. Um, so in minute 128, here's what's happening. Um, Don commences the meeting of the five families. He, uh, welcomes the vile gangsters who control all the crime in the Big Apple, plus, uh, murderers and killers from California, Kansas, and all the other territories in the country. Mm -hmm. Um, after acknowledging that he and Barzini both lost sons, um, in the war, Don wonders how things got that far. Mm -hmm. So it's crazy. Well, it was Don Tatalia that lost the son. No, well, I just realized it was Bazzini all along. What? <laughs> that was a setup. You set me up. <laughs> you were hoping I was was paying attention. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> that could be a fun thing. How to trick people into getting you to say the classic line. Godfather lines <laughs> <laughs> in your everyday life. I mean, yeah. I mean, with me, it's easy. I'm a sucker because I want to go there. Yeah. But how could you? <laughs> you and I, just this weekend, we're talking to someone about a contract. Uh-huh. And I think you said, uh, either my brains or my foot will be on the contract. I can't remember the context. Yeah. Either uh, your brains or, or my foot will be. Yeah, like, I don't remember what reason. the deal was. Foot. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, that's fun. Well, uh, to our listeners, if you can ever trick anyone, bait anyone into getting you to to quote a a line from The Godfather, even better if it's a deeper cut. Yeah. Kudos to you, and let us know on Fredo Corleone's <laughs> Mickey Mouse Nightclub. I know a few months ago someone posted something about their boss. Yeah. Had said something maybe in an email, and uh, it set them up to respond a la Godfather. And did they? They did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't remember what it was. <laughs> You're a professional person. Like, you have a real job and everything. Well, I'm an olive oil importer, if that's what you're asking. <laughs> I'm a retired pensioner, um, <laughs> retired investor. Um, do you ever, if you ever are, at, say you're at your job and someone says a line that makes you think of a Godfather line, do you then say it or do you? Sometimes. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Got it. Like some recently someone said, oh, no, that was Mrs. Rivera. Yeah. Um, who said that? I said, no, I thought it was Barzini all along. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> what do they say? Do with, uh, they go, what? And I just go, never mind. <laughs> I go, you had to be there. 
yeah, so this is the scene where we get to meet all the uh, mm-hmm. the, the the gangsters. At least get to yeah. see a uh, little bit, uh, little kind of appearances of all of them. Mm-hmm. They don't yeah. all speak. Um, in the cool, like it's a cool shot that just goes down the table, mm-hmm. and I like that it alternates between the backs of gangsters and. The, you know what I mean? Like sometimes the screen's just black because you're just seeing it panned by someone's uh, someone's back. So yeah, the um, camera work is great. Mm-hmm. It's uh, going along the table. Yeah, um, and in GF two, I think they use that same type of shot. Well, they do when they're at the they're yeah. at the uh, with the, the, the telephone. Mm-hmm. Oh, before I forget to answer your question from last minute, Hyman Roth is not at this meeting. Hmm. He is not at this meeting, according to the novel. According to the novel, but he probably didn't even exist in the novel. Yeah, he's not referenced in the novel so, yet. So that was before he was. Mm-hmm. So I think they would have retconned him into the meeting. Yeah, probably. Why wouldn't he be there? He made a lot of money yeah. for. He made a lot of money yeah. for, for with his father. Yeah, yeah, and he always made money for his partners. <laughs> right after me, he always, always made, made money, money for his partners. partners. Uh, we see oranges on the table, mm-hmm. and um, which is, of course, a lot of people think it is a symbol of death in the Godfather universe. Yeah. Uh, I read something about it, and they said that um, that was never a conscious thing on their part. Hmm. Just oranges were a bright fruit, and they stood out in the kind of somber tones of the mm. Godfather film in general. So, mm-hmm. so it's something they just put in for us. So, is it the, is it the fans who came up with that? Myth? I guess people reading it too much into into yeah. other things, you know. Yeah. Or you could say that. I mean. I don't think always that the artist is the person who knows what's going on with a piece of art. Hmm. You know what I mean? Consciously understand. Yeah. Like they might put stuff in it and then, you know, like not even realize, go, oh my gosh, I didn't even realize that that that's, you know, this oh, thing wow. I did that, mm-hmm. you know, I wasn't even consciously doing. This. You don't think all that stuff later interpreted later is just coincidence. Some of it could be. I mean, it could yeah. be like the dark side of the moon, Wizard of Oz type thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, that was no coincidence. <laughs> but I also think that um, I don't think necessarily that the uh, it's because an artist didn't consciously put it in there does not mean that it's not in there. Mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah, that it didn't have some that it doesn't have some significance, right? As a part of the art. Yeah, yeah I agree with you. Um, I like the, I guess this is the first time we see a Tatalia, unless he's at the wedding, but if he's at the wedding, they don't showcase yeah, him at yeah. all. No. But I like the first time you see him, he's like greasing, he's like combing his like greasy hair. Yeah. So it, it really, uh, it really goes great with the image of him as a, uh, as a, a pimp. as a pimp and yeah. a, uh, you know, so on. As a pimp of pimps. He's the, <laughs> it's true. <laughs> that might be the name a of the stable of foxy pimps. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I like when uh, the Don is is doing his speech and Tom puts the glass of water down mm-hmm. and the Don like looks at him and I can't tell whether it's I can't tell what is what he's thinking in that bit. There is something about that in the book. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, there's definitely something about that in the book. Uh, I'll I'll bring it up later. If I can okay. track it down. Let's see. Uh, oh, yeah. Here, let me just read it now since we're there. Don Corleone paused and motioned to Hagen for a cold drink, which Hagen swiftly furnished him. Don Corleone wet his mouth. I'm willing to make the... P-. And then he just goes on. Oh, so that's still, it in the book. Yeah. But he definitely gives him a weird look in the... Uh, like He's like, Tom, I told you, wait till the end to bring out the water. Why you bring out the water now, fool? Yeah. He's probably more frustrated at... That being took him so there long. and all of just the, the dynamic in the room and 
everything. So he's just short tempered. Yeah. 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 Um, here's something I learned, um, in the original shooting script had a lot of these scenes in different orders Hmm. in the original shooting script at this point in the story, Apollonia is not dead. Yeah. The book is also mixed up like that. Yeah. I would say mixed up out of order. Um, yeah, yeah. Cause, cause I guess the, um, uh, I, I guess the Don at some point explains like, Oh, you never know if some assassins already been planned, it might be too late to, rec- I don't know they say something about how if there's an, an assassination might already be in the works that they yeah. can't, that it's too late mm-hmm. to recall. So, yeah. uh, but so does that, is that, um, is that an improvement or is it a, what do you think? Do you think it's stronger the other way? Because then it almost makes the death even more tragic. The fact that it's like a mistake that it happens after they, they, he's already brokered a deal for Michael to come home. Yeah, I think it's stronger having it as it is in the movie. Because then then the viewer would be wondering, well, who broke the piece? Right, they, yeah. It just wouldn't, it doesn't really make sense. It's so a lot this cleaner. Is, this is a resolution of yeah. all the past grievances. Yeah. And it's, in a sense, the beginning of maybe the final act. Yeah. About that. Well, I guess they could have, they could have included a scene where someone's like, oh, I'm going off off to kill, you know, I'm, I, I know where Michael Corleone yeah. is. Oh, no, don't you know that that, that thing is, you know, that yeah. thing is done. And someone being like, oh, I, I didn't get a chance to tell Fabrizio. Oh, yeah. But then it would all, then that would have to be resolved. Yeah. And it's much and, simpler yeah. this way to, and dramatic to have it be like right yeah. after he, uh, yeah. the death. But, um, cause it, it only, and it does make the meeting more, the meeting has more of an impact because Apollonia just died. Right. It's just yet another death that has led these yeah. these men to this yeah. room to broker the peace. We see uh, um, Stracci, mm-hmm. who we you see mentioned by name. He's the one from Staten yeah. Island. who's like, yeah. the bosses of Staten Island. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's the one who gets shot in the elevator Yeah, later mm-hmm. on. Uh, this is the first time I learned, and maybe you'll have some information about this in the book, but... Um, in the, I think only in the in the book, only two of the mob. Michael only kills two of the mob bosses. Like a couple of the mob bosses side with Michael in the war. Like Cuneo and mm. uh, someone else survived after this meeting. Like at the or end of the, the at the end of the book. Oh, okay. Like you I'm find see- out that Cuneo like signed up was on Michael's side. Oh, interesting. I haven't, other, got, other, I haven't other, gotten there. Know, yeah. yeah. So oh, the, interesting. The, 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 the I, open for that. Yeah. If that is true, if that's the case, I think it's much more powerful to, oh, yeah, have, to have it slaughter you know, them all. Than, than to have it be like, well, two out of the mm-hmm. five were killed. Yeah. <laughs> Although it could show that if you sided with Don Corleone you or whatever, the Corleone family, you would live. The 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 movie definitely seems Michael is more powerful that he did this yeah. totally on his own as opposed to having to broker with other families yeah. and work out a deal. Yeah, you know, this compromise. Yeah, so, um, so Stracci. Yeah. Yeah, well, I've got a little bit about Stra- Stracci in the book. Um, well, I think that although is, I think Don Corleone pronounces like Stragi, I think he says Stragi. Stragi. I think that's what he says. Um, <laughs> is that how you say it? In, uh, uh, in I'm not sure. I assumed yeah. it was Stracci because that's what Michael says. Yeah, he does it with an American accent. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, that's pretty much. All. I know you have a lot about the book, so mm. so I will turn the floor over to you. That's all I have. Anything film specific, but. Um, yeah, Puzo writes a lot about these characters and their background. Right. 
pretty much gives a bio of each one, including ones you don't see in the movie and ones that are not introduced by Don Corleone. Mm. So I'm going to need you to pay attention because I'm going to be asking you, I'm going to be pausing and asking questions. Not a la quiz, but just to get your... Just to make sure I'm still paying attention. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Puzo writes, uh, the arrival time had been staggered for between 9.30 to 10, so Don Corleone was the first to arrive like we learned last week because he's very... Punctual. Yeah, to get there an hour early to help set up. After Don Corleone, who arrives? Carlo Tramonti. Who Carlo Tramonti! <laughs> like introducing them all one by one. Come on down! <laughs> Carlo Tramonti made the southern part of the United States his territory. He was an impressively handsome middle-aged man, tall mm. for a Sicilian, with a very deep sunburn, exquisitely tailored and barbered. So he's from the south. He's, he's from, from the, the south. south. Yeah. <laughs> well, I... <laughs> Well, I well I'll be. I can't believe I'm been here in the New York City. <laughs> well, they're all old school Sicilians. So. Yeah. Uh, the Tremonti family earned its livelihood from gambling. Mm. It's so funny as you read all these bios. They they all have a, a hand in gambling in their respective territories. Yeah. Not uh, not the Rosado brothers. No, no, no. They say <laughs> you know where they leave the they save the gambling for. Yeah. Uh, it was Tremonti who opened ties with Cuba. And the Batista regime, and eventually poured money into the pleasure resorts. See, of- that should be Hyman Roth. That makes sense that that should yeah, be Hyman Roth. Right. He's in the southern United States. So they, he yeah. lives in Miami. Yeah, you're right. That's Hyman Roth traveling under an assumed name. So- <laughs> that's what that's in our head canon. That's that's the story. That, and They're and cut to him and it would be Lee Strasberg with like a big fake mustache on his <laughs> Yeah, big sunburn, a big red sunburn. <laughs> Says I am Don Tremonti. I uh, make my livelihood from gambling. <laughs> Did I, you hear? The sun is bad for your skin. <laughs> yeah. You're right. In GF2, they probably substituted him. So yeah. he is there. He yeah. is at the meeting in a sense. In spirit. Uh, Tremonti had poured money into the pleasure resorts of Havana gambling houses, whole houses, to lure, to lure gamblers from the American mainland. Like a pleasure house. Mm, it's not, not like those rub joints they have back home. No. <laughs> uh, let's see. When he came to the conference room, followed by his aide, an equally sunburned conciliary, Tremonti. <laughs> that would be Johnny Ola. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Tremonti, or yeah, his Sicilian messenger boy. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Tremonti embraced Don Corleone, made a face mm. of sympathy to show he sorrowed for the dead son. I like that Hyman Roth has a Sicilian consigliere because it's a nice reverse of, because yeah. the Don is Sicilian and has a different nationality. Yeah. Like they each have, they're each cross, uh, yeah. cross uh, multicultural. Definitely. Yeah. Well, there is one head of the family we're going to learn about Uh-oh. who... Is Sicilian and he has mostly Jewish people working for him. Okay, but he's Sicilian. Yeah, so it's kind of that's the true Bizarro universe uh, of the right. of the Hyman Roth. Of the Hyman yeah, Roth, it would be yeah. different. If it was an Irish mob. If it was a German <laughs> oh, Irish yeah. mob with a Sicilian consigliere, <laughs> yeah, then, then that would work. That would be a great alternate world, right? Back in uh, like the Irishman. We, yeah, I guess. Yeah, the Irishman. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, let's see. The other other Dons were arriving. They all knew each other. They had met over the years, either socially or when in the pursuit of their businesses. They had always showed each other professional courtesies and in their younger, leaner days had done each other little services. Yeah. Yeah. I guess, I guess Puzo means by that they had personally done services for each other when they were more physically in the game. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I imagine so. 
and also with their organizations. Mm -hmm. So the next Don was the, the, the Detroit Don. The Detroit Don, <laughs> the criminal car maker. The, <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> the Prince of Pontiacs. The, <laughs> the Chevrolet charlatan. Yeah. Here he, he is. <laughs> the, this Don was outraged that uh, Apollonia was blown up in mm. one of his cars. Oh. Or maybe he has a whole line of cars where the bombs are built into them. Oh. Can, they can be activated. Free bombs. <laughs> and they can be activated by, yeah. oh, if you pay him enough, he will activate the bomb of another crime family's car. Oh, car. wow. Why would you buy a car from well, you that? Don't, you don't know that it's in there. <laughs> <laughs> until, so, until you buy one, and then they're like, oh, hey, by the way, there's a bomb in the car. You tell me you want it, let me know. I'll, I'll blow it up for you. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, you can't let the person who bought it know. You have to let the other families know. So, but it has his brand on it that is known that all the families know are explosive cars. <laughs> well, so like, oh no, this model for you, I took the bomb out. <laughs> well, it'd be different if you made them. They looked like non-brand, oh, like they were yeah. off-brand yeah. cars. And yeah. <laughs> that's great. That's why Michael was shouting, "No, no!" <laughs> he he just saw the insignia on the car. He didn't even. <laughs> that's great. Uh, so this is Joseph Zal. Zalucci from Detroit. Zala. Yeah, Zalucci. Uh, he owned one of the horse racing tracks in the Detroit area. They also owned, of course, a good part of the gambling. Zalucci, <laughs> like Don Corleone, was sophisticated. Mm. Detroit had the lowest incidence of physical violence of any of the cities controlled by the families. There had been only two executions in the last three years in that city. He disapproved of traffic in the drugs. Hmm. Interesting. Of course, the guy from Detroit wouldn't like traffic. (laughs) That's great. Zalucci had a booming American voice with only the slightest trace of an accent. He was conservatively dressed, very businessman, uh, very businessman, and with a hearty goodwill to match. He said to Don Corleone, "Only your voice could have brought me here." Don Corleone bowed his head in thanks. He could count on Zulucci for support. Hmm. So this is the Don who, in the next couple minutes, sa- says, "The people come. My people come to me and want to sell drugs, and oh. I disapprove." And he slams his hand. I don't want it in yeah. the neighborhoods near school. <laughs> so, so that's Don Zulucci from Detroit. Okay. Isn't there one of the Dons who is noteworthy specifically for liking children? I thought he was the one who no, says... No, that's uh, Stracci. Oh, that's Stracci. Yeah. <laughs> says, no, not near the school. <laughs> no, the, yeah, no, Don Zalucci likes cars. Right, okay. Yeah, and Stracci yeah. likes kids. But but also, Don Zalucci doesn't want it near the schools. Yeah, so. I think it's just... Because he's worried to look down the cars. <laughs> 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 I don't want these drug people competing with my car sales. <laughs> He's okay with drugs. He just doesn't want the drugs done in the car. Oh, yeah. It's, it's <laughs> like, watch the upholstery. <laughs> uh, let's see. The next two Dons to arrive were from the West Coast. Molinari's? <laughs> he's one of them. Is yeah. it really? Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, motoring from there in the same car since they worked together closely in any case. So mm. it's funny. It's the 40s. So they, all, they drove in. <laughs> this is interesting. They were Frank Falcone and Anthony Molinari. Uh, both were younger than any of the other Dons. 
uh, in their early 40s. Well, you think they motored all the way from California? That's what it said. Oh, it said they motored from there. Yeah. West, they're from the West Coast, and they motored from there. Sheesh. Since they worked closely together. Maybe they were doing business along the way. I guess so. How old was not one of Don Zalucci's cars? Because that seems like it would require like several days' notice and yeah. stuff like that. Hey, the Don. Clear this. But even for, but. Like, they don't have to come to this meeting. Like, he, he makes it sound like they just came as a courtesy to him. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, far away, it's California and all that's the other territories. Yeah. I guess when Don Corleone asks. Only his voice could bring them yeah, in. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. So it says Salucci. So this is interesting. These, the Falcone and Molinari, they were dressed a little more informally than the others. He was <laughs> <laughs> already like Bermuda shorts. Yeah, and, that's how uh, I picture it. Hoodies. Although you'd think the guy from Florida would be dressed all tropical. I guess yeah. West Coast is more informal. Well, he's probably the guy from Miami. is probably wearing like a uh, like a white suit. Yeah, so like a you know yeah. like a. He's dressed <laughs> like nicely, Johnson. but for a, for the, a warmer yeah. climate. Whereas the California guys are just like, "Hey man, what's yeah. up? <laughs> this this Salazzo's aggression will not stand." <laughs> uh, so these two were dressed a little more informally. There was a touch of Hollywood in their style. Mm. <laughs> Yeah. Why didn't they go to him for Jack Waltz, I wonder? Why didn't uh... (laughs) they should have brought Waltz? Uh, (laughs) A touch of Hollywood in their style, and they were a little more friendly than necessary. Mm, Classic Hollywood, man. Yeah, Frank Falcone controlled the movie unions and the gambling at the studios. So that seems like he should have had recent dealings with Don Corleone. Well, I think Don Corleone probably made contact with... with, um, Don with Hollywood. The, with both of the Don Hollywood. Uh-huh. Because that's how he was going to be able to exercise the the union muscle. Right. right? Yeah, so they must have had they must have had dealings recently. Yeah. Well, relative, I mean, this is not yeah. two years later or whatever. Yeah, that's right, because Hagen knew he said one of your leading actors yeah. has, has moved to heroin. Yeah. And so I'm guessing Hagen got that information from Don Hollywood's conciliaries. Yeah, the, the sources. Like yeah. The back channels. Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. Or they just said, hey, what do you, what do you know about this uh, Waltz guy? And they're like, well, one of his actors has gotten from marijuana to heroin. Well, like, oh, that's good. We'll use that. <laughs> yeah, that's enough. <laughs> uh, let's see. Also, oh, and they, they control the movie union. So this is Falcone. Uh, also control. I like control the gambling at the studios. Like that's its own <laughs> territory. <laughs> He's always those guys you see who are, are shooting shooting crafts in the alleys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the, the stage hands are doing that. <laughs> totally, that's, his, yeah. uh, that's his market. Well, they're shooting movies, they're shooting dice. (laughs) Let's see. Plus, they had a complex of pipeline prostitution that supplied girls to the whole houses of the states in the far west. Nice. Interesting. It was not in the realm of possibility for any Don to become, quote, showbiz, but but Falcone had just a touch. His fellow Dons distrusted him accordingly. Mm. Interesting. Now, Molinari controlled the waterfronts of San Francisco and was preeminent in the empire of sports gambling. Mm. So we're starting to see a lot of niches within the gambling world. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. So this is all before gambling was legalized. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, it makes sense that all over the country you'd have all these underground ways for people to gamble. Sure, yeah. Uh, Molinari came of, this is interesting, he he came of Italian fisherman stock, and own the best San Francisco seafood restaurant. Of course, he's all—he's like the Aquaman of 
Like all his stuff has to do with boats. Yeah, like he's exactly, a fisherman. Yeah. He needs owns a seafood restaurant yeah. in San Francisco. So like everyone has their own like superpower. <laughs> that- <laughs> well, it, and that's why I brought it up. It, it makes sense. That is his background in Sicily. So he's yeah. kind of an expert in that area, and, and yeah. he probably gravitates toward those areas, right? Yeah. He he also oversees all the gambling on the boats, <laughs> <laughs> or the or the boat the boat racing mm, yeah. gambling. <laughs> um, oh, this is interesting. So the seafood restaurant that he owned, the best one in San Francisco, he took finest such- finest <laughs> <laughs> finest <laughs> octopus in the, in the state. How's the octopus in this place? <laughs> the seafood restaurant. <laughs> Uh, he, let's see, he took such pride in that restaurant that the legend had it that he lost money on the enterprise by giving too good value for the prices charged. Mm, those mafia crime lords, <laughs> they're so, they're just, they're their own yeah. worst enemy, really. Yeah. He also had something to do with dope smuggling over the Mexican border and from the ship's plot. Whoa, 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 whoa. He's in charge of the ports. Yeah, in San Francisco. But he also is in charge of the Mexican border. Uh, that seems That's like, a stretch, right? That seems like it should be more of the Hollywood guys thing. Yeah. Because they're Hollywood. much closer to the border. Or it should have its own thing. Yeah, unless the Mexican unless it's shipping by the Mexican border. That doesn't make I don't know. Well, this was the kind of thing where, like, originally the uh, fisherman family controlled the whole state, and then just like the the Hollywood one just kind of like grew and into its own little thing. Oh yeah, and maybe yeah. he just controls the whole rest of California. Well, Hollywood has is probably such a big money maker and so much to manage. Mm, yeah, that it, uh, Molinari probably said, "Well, I'll take the Mexican border business because the Hollywood guys don't even probably want to." touch it because they've are you kidding me the mexican border that must be like that's like uh that's like that's a big that's like running a casino (laughs) but i don't think i don't think at this time it's that is it that big the big dope i don't know oh maybe 40s maybe it hasn't picked up yet we know marijuana is popular because the guy's going from marijuana to heroin yeah yeah in hollywood yeah you would think the hollywood guy would want that connection to feed all those uh, actors (laughs) anyway maybe it's still in contention maybe it's uh yeah, I could see Waltz saying, "Yeah, yeah, give give me my bong." <laughs> like doing give bong me my hits. bong. <laughs> and just to show you, I'm not hot hearted. Here's this great strain of uh, I great- smoked them all over the world. <laughs> Thai stick, Malaysia stick, skunk bud, skunk bud. <laughs> and just to show I'm not hot hearted. <laughs> It's not all about dollars and cents. Maybe that's what we can talk about in some bonus content: is we uh, like the marijuana industry. Like what? What would Waltz's? Like oh, grew, specifically. Like what would his strain? What would his strain be? <laughs> I think his strain. His strain would be uh, A L D L S L Kush. Huh? What does that mean? That's acting lessons, dancing lessons, singing lessons. Oh, I like Kush. it. <laughs> they all end up with Kush, don't they? <laughs> yeah. OG. So Molinari had his hand in the Mexican border and from the ships plying the lanes of the Oriental Oceans. That sounds more like yeah. a, you know. Yeah. So he was pro-drugs, right? Does it say that? Yeah, I didn't say anything about it. But I think on the, I'm guessing so. On the on the Wikipedia for uh, Godfather, they said that he was he was pro drugs because he knew how much it would mean coming over, mm. importing stuff through yeah. the ports, which is his. You know, it was too lucrative for him to pass up. Yeah, we're gonna learn about Stracci. 
Stracci. In a little bit. And uh, yeah, we'll talk about Stracci in a second. We can also pace it out, you know, for like save some for the, the next week too. You know what but I mean? But you know what? The next week he continues with the meeting itself. Mm-hmm. And there's so much more. Okay. It's fine. You keep going? Yeah, let's Just go. Just a few more introductions. Yeah, yeah, sure. The next Don to come out is from the family in Boston. This was the only Don who did not have the respect of his fellows. <laughs> Surprised me that all those other guys like Tatal. Why? Uh, why is he uh, there? Why is he? Th- well, he's he still plays a role in in national uh, crime business. So. I mean, they didn't invite Chicago. That's true. Well, oh, he, so he, Puto writes a little bit about that. This was the only Don who did not have the respect of his fellows. He was known as a man who did not do right by his people, hmm. who cheated them unmerciful, unmerciful, un- who cheated them unmercifully. This could be forgiven. Each man measures his own greed. I thought that was interesting. <laughs> what could not be forgiven was that he could not keep order in his empire. The Boston area had too many murders, too many petty wars for power, a lot of unsupported freelance activities. It flouted the law too brazenly. If the Chicago mafia were savages, then the Boston people were gavones or uncouth louts, mm. ruffians. Wow. So I do think it's interesting that he invited the ruffians, but not the savages. Because remember, Chicago was Oh, that's was right. Yeah, they were invited. just, that was like a total, yeah. It's also, it sounds like they kind of have a grudging, at least, it's not respect, I guess. Because they said they have no respect for them. So yeah. that's why I'm surprised they're even there. It seems like even if they were just because of their muscle alone, you'd be like, well, we have to respect that part of them. Yeah, but, yeah, no. So uh, I think this is Mario Puzo, who I assume was from New York. I think this is an anti-Boston uh, bias mm-hmm. that New Yorkers uh, mm-hmm. that New Yorkers have. Yeah, definitely. Like if this was written by, if you read one written by oh. a Boston guy, they're like, yeah, right, those New Yorkers, yeah. they're terrible. <laughs> the Gavones, <laughs> ruffians. <laughs> they're no better than Chicago. <laughs> so this Don's name was Dominic Panza. He was short squat as one. Panza! <laughs> as one Don put it, he looked like a thief. Mm. Yeah. The next Don... To, do, but do they mean that as an insult? Or do they, yeah, they like, oh, He looks like a thief. <laughs> yeah, that's true. This guy, he looks like a, <laughs> a degenerate gambler. He's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> he walks around wearing like a black mask and a striped shirt, a black and white striped <laughs> <Yeah>. shirt. <laughs> that's great. The Cleveland Syndicate, perhaps the most powerful of the strictly gam- gambling operations in the U.S., was represented by a sensitive-looking elderly man with gaunt features, blah, blah, mm. blah. He was known, of course, not to his face as the Jew oh. because he had surrounded himself with Jewish assistants rather than Sicilians. Mm. Mm-hmm. It was even rumored that he would have named a Jew as his consigliere if he had dared. Whoa. Isn't that interesting? He couldn't do that, but yet Don Corleone could have Hagen as his consigliere. Yeah. Right? Um, yeah. But there's also a history of Jew- the Jewish mafia and the Italian mafia working together. I'm, so, I'm surprised there's yeah. that, that prejudice. Maybe Is there the, that you know, much bias? Maybe like they can tolerate some of it, but having yeah. a lot of Jews and then your consigliere Jewish. like At least yeah. with the Don, it's only one guy. It's embarrassing yeah, that he has yeah. one, but okay. there's a tipping point. Yeah, where like so. at what point does your crime family go from a Sicilian mob to a there Jewish you go. mob? There you go. Well, I wonder too because the Jewish mob was strong. You, it was okay to have a German Irish. It was somewhat okay to have a German Irish because there was no German Irish. Yeah, it's not mafia. like they were competing. You, oh, yeah. you could always be. You could always maybe worry that a Jewish consigliere was really a spy right, and yeah. working for the other team. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's interesting. And of course, Don Corleone is the most powerful of the Don, so he could probably he had some flexibility in choosing who he wanted to. Yeah. Although they did see Hagen as a freak, remember? <laughs> That's right. <yeah. laughs> uh, in any case, as Don Corleone's family was known as the Irish Gang <laughs> because of Hagen's membership, so Don Vincent Fu- uh, For- Forlenza's family was known as the Jewish family with somewhat more accuracy. Uh, and he was not known ever to have fainted at the sight of blood, <laughs> despite his sensitive features. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> And that's all Puto has for the out-of-towners. Right, In the next minute, we'll definitely talk more about the heads of the five New York families. It's appropriate that they should have their own special episode as opposed to being lumped in with all these out-of-town yeah. out boys. Yeah, yeah. So interesting <laughs> cast of characters, right? Yeah, yeah. I guess if, I, I had to, if you had to pick who, who of those out-of-towners seems to have the best situation, who, has the, who would you want to be? Uh, I feel like um, if indeed I would say Molinari seems like the mm. the Mexican border, the shipping, the shipping guy. Well, because mm-hmm. California, at least as of this date, is the fifth biggest economy in the world. Oh, wow. So I have to assume that they also have a similar crime thing. And also like the fact that he's apparently just him and Falcone are the only two guys out there. Like you're in New York. You got four other families to compete with just in yeah, New York City. Yeah. Like, go out west, young man, yeah, where there's yeah. room to spread. Yeah, where you can do your own thing. Yeah. You can set up your own people, and you're not competing with everyone else. The west is where the future is, my yeah. friend. Yeah, makes sense. So that's what I, that would be my advice. I would say Molinari. Yeah. Or the or the Falcone guy. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd have to look into the more of the specifics of their uh, their operations <laughs> yeah. to decide. Not uh, not Boston? No, those guys are ruffians. Yeah. You <laughs> Gavonese. <laughs> I couldn't eat all that cheesesteak either. So <laughs> uh, let's rate it. Let's rate it. Hmm. I'm ready. I'm ready. Ready? Yeah. One, One two, two, three, four, four five. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> awesome. I stopped at four, but yeah, I totally understand. I get it. These minutes are like the um. There's that minute in um. Empire Strikes Back where you see mm-hmm. all the bounty hunters and like each one mm-hmm. of, that's what this is kind of like you mm-hmm. get to see all the other people who are in these stories and plus it's basically the only one talking is Brando the whole time so they're it, dubbed, dubbed Brando dubbed Brando you dock at a point you dock at a point oh I go up for <laughs> oh, you, point oh, but you, yeah. <laughs> any dubbing automatically yeah. increases it by one point well we do see Brando because he sits down and right yeah. at the end of the the end of this minute. Oh yeah, you see, you see him yeah. talking because mm-hmm. Tom's using the drink mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, you see him, you see him talking a bit. So can we have a good so far? Yeah, we're in a sharp black suit. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, uh, so we have our bonus content. We still have mm-hmm. to record. What uh, nothing came up organically. What do you think we should talk well, about? We'll go back into the archives and pick out something. Yeah. Cool. All right. Yeah, uh, we can always right. talk about the Frank uh, Frank Waltz. Is that his name? Frank uh, Waltz? No, Waltz. Jack Jack, Jack Waltz. Waltz. We can always tell oh, it's Frank McCluskey. No, it's Matt McCluskey. Mark McCluskey. Mark McCluskey. Mark McCluskey. <laughs> we can always Frank? talk about uh, if, if Walt. Frank Salazzo? No. Frank Salazzo? Eugene Salazzo? We asked. We How do we do that? Just type in Godfather and then Frank and see what pre-auto-populates. Oh, I thought you were going to say what? I thought you wanted no, to know what. Whose first name is Frank? That's <laughs> what I want to know. Okay. So we'll, we'll ask, we'll answer. Okay. Uh, so yeah, if you we want to hear talk, us, so we can always talk about Waltz's. If Waltz were a weed head, 
Uh, all right. So uh, until next week, there shall be, be no, no acts, acts of vengeance. vengeance. <laughs>